genre. Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Mallrats one minute at a time. Today we are covering Minute 18, which is quite possibly the greatest Comedy Central minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. <laughs> and I'm Chris Derkach. And I'm Admiral Marius. You may know me from some shows as Starbase 66. Well done. <laughs> you could get a, I think you could, uh, you could get a spot right there on The Simpsons. You could take over. You could be the Century's Phil Hartman. I, uh... <laughs> too soon? <laughs> too soon. <laughs> yeah, so this minute, uh, minute 18 begins with toilets and ends with Renee's diatribe. It also this explains is- why I can't figure out the layout of the room, because it completely changes something from what happened two minutes ago. Well, oh, yeah. Work. Yeah. <laughs> you start having that mode of like, wait, what? <laughs> Where like some part of your mind is like not accepting it because it's not reality. You're like, you're in the Matrix and something's breaking down. Unless, oh, well, okay, I'm I'm jumping ahead a bit, but uh, this, you know, I think this minute right here is the most Smithian dialogue of the of this scene, especially where where Brody says, uh, "Go on, I'm being the I'm playing the role of the concerned boyfriend or whatever." Yeah, yeah. That, now that him saying I'm playing the role of concerned guy, that was all in the theatrical cut, but part right before that, where he, oh he asks. What are you, touching yourself in there? They cut <laughs> that, all that. That made me laugh when he said that. You weren't touching yourself in there, were you? <laughs> well, he says it like it would be a bad thing. <laughs> well, back yeah. then, it was something to be embarrassed <laughs> about. People didn't just talk about it freely like we do now. <laughs> but is it like, uh, but it, what's the reason you're touching yourself in there? You're touching yourself in there because, like, hey, you're just a, a sexed up 20 something? Or is it like you're literally so unsatisfied from what we did that. Right. You, you got to handle the business off. personally. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. But then you said, like, you said uh, last time we were recording about not asking him what's all in the bathroom. He doubles down on it. Oh, oh yeah. And it's just like, oh, no, I need to know what's going on in there. I want her to turn and be like, I was taking a huge dump. Yeah. Like, why are you bothering me about this? Well, what she's doing in there is way worse for him. <laughs> she's crying yeah. in there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, this happens now. You know, I'm not going to delve in everyone's private life, but like at some point, if you're in a relationship long enough, you have to discuss something that's happened in the bathroom. You don't want to ever. No, he's you're only doing it if it's absolutely necessary. Like yeah. I'm dying in here. Like that's the only reason. That, especially an adult to an adult, it's one thing with kids where you're like, you open the door and you're like, look at this crime scene. What happened yeah. here? <laughs> you know, it looks like you know somebody put their hand over their face and their whole body exploded. <laughs> But, like, for an adult to tell another adult something that happened in the bathroom, and you're not, like, a 20-year-old guy telling another 20-year-old guy, like, look what happened, look who came out of me. Right. <laughs> it's like, I think I need medical attention. It's the only reason you need to go to that person. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, should it be that color is about, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, did we eat, like, 13 pounds of beets? No? <laughs> then we need to go to the hospital. Call <laughs> 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 an ambulance. Does this prostate feel enlarged to you, babe? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, you know, I don't take my pants off. It's hanging out of my shorts. Yeah, no, I think we should probably go in. I mean, it's, I mean, it is the guy thing of like, there's only certain things that are going to break you. And as a male, to see anything than the color you're expecting in the toilet will do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see red. I'm having heart palpitations. <laughs> Where like a woman, that's not even going to like, it's like, whatever. Why are you being such a baby about this? <laughs> I got to say, this scene. Parts of it were shot on different days, no doubt in my mind, well, because and, 
The Henry Hudson shirt is a different Henry Hudson shirt from the beginning of this, of this minute to the end of this minute. <coughs> what? He's got a gray Henry Hudson shirt on in the beginning, and he's got a black Henry Hudson shirt on at the end, and it's got a different, it's got different wording on the bottom of the shirt. Are you talking about after she moves the dresser? After she moves the dresser. Now it says... <laughs> she is Hulk. <laughs> it says regional underneath the Henry Hudson on, on the white I think lettering. it says recital. Does it say regional or is recital? It recital? I well, if you try to look at that other one, it's some kind of crazy. You can't even read what it says. It's not the same shirt. Are you sure? You're right. The the word under it is is a lot longer. Yeah, it's a it's a huge long word that goes across both the whole Hudson. And then at the end of this minute, it just says recital or regional. All right. Well, as as long as you brought up the dresser that she so easily shoves across oh, the yeah. room <laughs> on wheels, the dresser on wheels. Yeah. <laughs> is it the same dresser she was getting changed in? behind no because there was a hinged door that fell down well, that, on top that's of that. <laughs> that's why i'm puzzled because it's like everything behind this dresser is different yeah and where so, are the the comic book records where are they at yes okay so yeah. i don't know it's like she's in the friggin' black lodge or something here <laughs> yeah, this place makes no sense <laughs> they're different i posters, do like so. how the 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 drop ceiling yeah. It has a hole for the for the handle of the window up above it. <laughs> it makes it. I mean, is it just somebody's basement room instead it's of a gotta set? Be. Yeah, it's, it's gotta, gotta be. be. Yeah, I mean, I think I know we lived where I lived. I had one of those where your ground floor is like halfway under the ground, yeah, not all the way. So like if, like this, if you open, I had full size windows, but if you opened them, you could walk straight out them. Yeah. So like, if I was feeling particularly lazy that day. I would just open. Wait, I just to show how old the house was. We, our windows cranked open. <laughs> you crank them open, and then I would take the screen out and let the dog out. <laughs> the dog could climb up the bench, get on the thing, and go right out the thing. But it was like this. So I had the same, same you setup. Could climb out the windows, and we had these crappy shutters that went over them too. <laughs> I had the same setup. I lived in no. the city, and they didn't want anybody climbing in their basements, so we had the big block windows. You know, the, the ones they put in the bars, the block square blocks that are like six inches thick. That's what we had on our basement windows. <laughs> As you can tell, Chris lived in a good neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, in, I was in the best neighborhood in the city. <laughs> uh, I live in Florida where if you dig down two feet, you hit the ocean. <laughs> so... You don't even have to dig. The sinkholes just open up and houses <laughs> fall in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we don't know from basements. Yeah, but a basement around here is a sinkhole. You're right. <laughs> oh, I'm the only one that's allowed to have a basement. <laughs> there you go, Chris. You can mark that off as one of my... Uh, Perfect impressions that I do. <laughs> I'm not even sure who that was. <laughs> Go after yourself. <laughs> Almost got a good look at the thing on her shirt, but the jacket's in the way. I think it's just a flower. Yeah, I think it's box. a sunflower and a square. Yeah, just something she there's wanted. Other, there's other posters over there with that dresser too that we didn't see before. Yeah, we got oh. the Punisher and the X Men. The, yeah. the Comedy Central light so subtly placed. Yeah, I like <laughs> the Comedy Central light. But, and that's Comedy Central like. Comedy Central, when I was still watching it, when all they played yeah. was friggin' Saturday Night Live reruns, uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. The British Short Whose Line Is It Anyway? <laughs> yes. Short Red. Attention Span Theater? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, like, when we say they played that, I don't mean they played it, like, once a day. There'd be, like, a four-hour block of each of those shows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure next to that Punisher poster is one of the greatest movies ever, Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah. One of the creepiest <laughs> movies ever. It really is. <laughs> Yeah, but Leah Thompson in, you know, rock and roll gear Listen, is is not bad. She is an 11. The fact that it's just like, am I supposed to be getting aroused with her sleeping with this guy in a duck costume? <laughs> because I gotta admit, 
not nothing is happening here. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, Leah Thompson was I mean, if you were a man of a certain age, and by that I mean alive. <laughs> she was <laughs> she was she could have been your perfect woman. <laughs> what is on top of that dresser? Is that a wooden purse? There's there's weird shit all over the place. It looks like it really is. It really is. Like a satchel of some sort? It looks like it's made out of wood. Like a um oh god, like no, a it's, canteen. It's leather. It's it, leather. No, it's, it's oh leather, yeah, it does look yeah. like a canteen. You're right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she brings out full of, of liquor so she can sleep with him. She's <laughs> <laughs> got another Spider Man poster on the wall and a dartboard. A dartboard hanging I I don't know, all of three feet off the floor. Right where you want a dartboard. <laughs> hey, well well, you know, if if you're really bad at darts put the board where the darts end up. <laughs> yeah. You feel like you're doing a good job. <laughs> oh, I forget. Now I forget what that is. That was the uh, painting the circle or whatever. It's some sort of logical fallacy. I can't remember how it goes. Where you throw all the darts first and then you just paint the bullseye around it. Bullseye, <laughs> the bullseye fallacy. That makes sense. Now that I just said that out loud. Moving the bullseye fallacy. Wasn't that it? Moving oh, the like Professor, moving you can look post. it up later. No, that's moving the goalposts anyway. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> All of us know about 20% of what we're supposed to know. <laughs> like, That's the best I figure part. after I listen to 500 episodes of Skeptics God, I'd know what the hell is going on. Yeah. Apparently not. <laughs> nope. I love that show. Every episode I've listened to, I don't know nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah. When they bring up something like, well, we've, we talked about this before. And I'm like, I, I don't know. You talked about that before? <laughs> I can't remember what I, what I brought up my own podcast half the time. Oh, I'm done. People ask me all the time, what, what, did, what did you talk about on show blah? I'm like, I was there. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, and again, then you're like, well, just start telling me about it, and then I bet I'll remember. And they start telling you, you're like, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that at all. Or someone emails me to chew me out for something, I'm like, I'm, you're probably right. <laughs> <Yeah. know> <laughs> that was two years ago, and I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so huh. she's giving him shit for being, being a, a loser while she's thinking about other people who do great stuff and he's just utterly oblivious to it. Yeah. Well, I got to admit, that's the one point where I kind of think they're both wrong. He's wrong because he's been wrong the entire week because <laughs> he is being real ignorant here from beginning to end. I'm like, he literally in this conversation is still playing the video game and has not moved from this bed. Even if you want to have this conversation, right. this ain't the way to have it. Like, yeah. Yeah. you need to at least put the controller down. Like, you, she's obviously leaving. What the Control her down for yeah. five minutes. And she'll he be hasn't gone. put his hand on her leg. Nothing. She was in her underwear in the beginning. I know. He, he didn't even like. It's like it didn't even matter to him. I know. He's he's treating this girl who he hasn't been with for that long. Like let's let's call it in your mind. How long they've been together? Six months. Yeah, about that. Like at six months, your girl's walking around in her underwear and you're doing nothing. Like right. not even ogling like a creep. I don't. Like, I still don't even understand how six months in she just not sick of climbing in and out of this friggin' window. I want to know how six months in she's still sleeping with him in that bed, right? In a dirty ass green blanket. There's nothing like, well, this is real attractive. <laughs> I'm looking up and I'm, you know, I can see Daredevil's teeth. It's wonderful. <laughs> 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 well, I, you know, I got to say that uh, women will put up with a lot more shit for a lot longer than guys will. Which is a, which is not saying you know that that, that I mean that as a compliment, uh, though it may not quite sound like it. I mean, well, because I think they put, they can see the good in you. In. I think, yeah, they, yeah. Part of them is like, all right, well, forty percent of the time he's a good person. Yeah, he has these good qualities. Where I think men go the opposite way of like, well, ninety percent of the time she's good, but ten percent of the time she really pisses me off. <laughs> so I'm out of here, especially when you're young and you're like. As I heard, oh, God, now what? Oh, it must be a Bill Burr podcast talking about. 
He's like, you're 18, you're 19 years old, you're still drafted in the first round. You know, you can just, you can walk away at that point. I'm just like, ah, I don't need this. He's like, the longer it takes for you to get in the relationship, you know, you start getting into later rounds. People start having some flaws. You know, it's, if you're into your 30s and you're still living at home, you know, it's a little tougher to pick up somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm trying to remember, doesn't she, she calls him crass and a retard again, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that is also that, cut After from he the asked if she was touching herself. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was also cut from the theatrical. That whole part is. Like, they start arguing, and the, the argument doesn't pick up until she's pushing the dresser. Hmm. So that could be why the reshoot is done, but it's weird. It's very strange. Well, her whole thing is weird when she's talking about the skyscrapers and the navigators and all that. I'm like, that's great that your boy, you're unhappy with your boyfriend, but what are all these other jobs have to do with anything? Like, <laughs> True. Well, like, she says that they're all people who's you know who make a difference, who go out there and, and do something and and do something. And all she has is you know all she does is this. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. At that point, you're just like, well, go go find one of them then. Like if you're if he if he was playing this the way that was, the reality was the way he's playing this, he's playing this like the relationship's over in his mind. Like he's doing the 1995 version of ghosting her. I'm just like I'm gonna do the minimal amount and make her break up with me. So. Spoiler alert for next week. I don't know why he's surprised. I was just yeah. saying, he seems very shocked when it comes down to it. Well, that that seems to be Kevin Smith's thing, especially in the in the early films, is people who are utterly oblivious to how they are. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of it, I think, is just, and he talks about it in all his stand-ups, like, he's obviously stand-ins for most of these people. A lot of this stuff was him. Right. So I don't think all the crazy hijinks that happened in this were him, but I would bet the two relationships or amalgamations of relationships that he's had. I mean, he flat out admits chasing Amy was exactly what happened to him. Not like all the, not all the stuff, mostly just you meet someone who has a more diverse sexual history than you, and you can't handle it. Right. So, has he been in this situation where you're like, you think you're nice and comfortable in a relationship, and you're not realizing what a complete tool you're being? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, he's essentially treating her, I don't know, like his mother, or a sibling, or like a servant. <laughs> Or like, like she's hey, not even there half the time, too. I mean, I'm trying not to say like a prostitute, but that's almost what she is. Hey, come in and have sex with me and leave, and for God's sake, don't let my mother see you. Yeah. It's one thing if you don't want your mother to see her because you don't want her to know you're sneaking girls in there. It's another thing to be like, I just don't want you to know that I have a girlfriend at all. Yeah. My mother doesn't like you. <laughs> yeah. My mother hates when I bring around attractive girls who are of age who would be very good for me. She yeah. hates that. <laughs> he's acting like she's got a mohawk and like tattoos on her face <laughs> yeah what does she do at that point she kicks the drawer open and stands on it is that what she does it? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. She, she hulks the the dresser over to the window pulls out the bottom drawer and then climbs up the thing <laughs> hey um guess what in the real world if you step into the drawer of a thing <laughs> guess what happens <laughs> one of two things either your foot goes to the bottom of the drawer or you snap it right off its things. Or the whole thing flips forward well, whole and thing falls over. Yeah. Depending on how heavy the thing is, yeah, the whole thing flips over. <laughs> well, it, it's clear that not only is it on wheels, but it's empty as well. Yeah. yeah. So. I love movie logic. Yeah. For a while, I was the guy that everybody called when they had to move, and uh, which was odd because I never had a truck. But I was going to say, what, like, did you have a pickup truck? <laughs> no, just, everybody knew that I would help them move. And I've moved more dressers and sleeper bed sofas than I can count. And they, they don't move that easily. No, sleeper oh sofas are heavy. Yeah, I had to move. <laughs> I think my worst moving story is I had to move my aunt's furniture one time. She had a dresser that was made of cherry, I think, mm-hmm. or some other ungodly wood from like 1925. <laughs> you know, back when they still made dressers, like, oh, we just take an entire piece of wood and just carve out stuff. Yeah. 
and we had and to carry it, it down. With concrete in the bottom. We had to yeah. carry it down two stories down a spiral staircase. Oh, <laughs> I would have killed everyone in that place if I could. Because <laughs> I mean, it must have taken like two hours. Like just swapping out people, doing like one step at a time. Don't don't scratch it. Don't scratch it. Like my parents were there, and I'm cursing at people, and I don't curse in front of my parents ever, even now. <laughs> and I'm just like, I fucking goddamn it. <laughs> and then we had to move. So after we finally moved that, I think we had to move her her bedroom set. So I took with my buddy, I took her king size mattress and folded it, took it out the sliding glass door on the third floor and threw it over the balcony. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like guess what? This is happening. <laughs> Mattresses bounce. Yep. It's down there. <laughs> she was lucky I went and picked it up back from the ground. She's like, no, if we ever move again, if you ever move again, lose my number. <laughs> yeah. I will give Hire you the number company. to a moving company. <laughs> All right. I don't think I have anything else because this, you could honestly, you could obviously see, because this minute, this movie, uh, this scene goes on for like another uh, 30 seconds to a minute into the next minute that we're not going to have. Yeah. So it ends up being what, around four minutes total? And I would say in the theatrical cut, it's like, Two and a half, maybe three. Like they trim a little bit here, trim a little bit there. So what do you get? Just her, her leaving. Well, you get almost this whole scene, except they cut out like where she rolls over the bed. Oh, okay. All and like bullshit. calling, calling him crass and a retard. A lot of that um, stuff in the bathrooms all cut down. Like he asks, like, "What do you do in the bathroom?" And then it just cuts to him going, "I'm playing the role of concerned guy," and she says, "I cry." All that other stuff gets cut out. Hmm. Uh, like they cut all that stuff about you touch yourself. Do you really want to know when they go back and forth? <laughs> because while watching it again, this is where the minute breakdown is weird. When you watch just the minute of it, like some of those jokes actually land. And you're like, oh, those were funny. Yeah, yeah. But as part of the whole thing, you're like, as Kevin says when he did the original cut of this, it's 30 minutes before he gets to the mall. Right. Yeah. He's like, the movie's called Mall Rats. So in the cut we're watching, that's how long it takes. It takes him 30 minutes. And then when they cut it down, it's like 15 and they're in the mall. Yeah. It's like, the movie's called Mall Rats. You need to be in the mall. Also, as I told Chris, this movie's like a little over two hours with this cut of two-hour comedies. You are rolling the dice in a big yeah. way. Like, your two-hour movie better be freaking Ghostbusters. Yeah. And I mean 1984 Ghostbusters <laughs> at two hours. <laughs> I mean, if you're making a two-hour movie, I mean, it's probably, uh, what's his face making it? Uh, what's the guy I'm thinking of that makes, oh, God, I can't remember his name. Who makes all the movies now with all the improv in it that's stupid? Uh, oh. Uh, oh, I can think of it as Paul Feig, but it's not him. Uh, he makes all the Sandler movies, but he's not uh, Adam Sandler. Well, yeah. No, I mean, oh, God. <laughs> he's probably, like, the one. most famous comedy person right now. I can't think of him. Oh, um, um, Apatow? No. That's it. Apatow. Apatow. Sure. Okay. Mr. Two-Hour Comedy. <laughs> Come on, man. Make a 90-minute comedy. The editor's there for a reason. Okay, I still and, say and make Chris, everything 90 minutes. If you go to 58 seconds, you get a real good look at the flower on her shirt. <laughs> oh, do you finally get it? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just happened to stop there, and I'm, and I'm, I'm not like even paying attention. Then I, my eyes just sort of zoomed in. <laughs> and it's, it is just a flower in a box. Yeah, it's just a flower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just a white shirt, flower in a box. Yeah, sorry, that was, that was a lot of build up for nothing, folks. Sorry. So <laughs> apparently, apparently they didn't lose her shirt between takes, but they lost his. Yeah, had to find him a new shirt. Apparently that shirt did not exactly turn out to be Al Capone's vault. <laughs> I will say this, though. When she's climbing up there and you see that Punisher poster behind her, um, I'm not sure which poster that is, but that is the most oddly stood Punisher ever. It is a terrible pose he's in. <laughs> I'm the pu- he's got like Behold one foot my up. testicles. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, like, he's got one foot up. He's got the gun down, one gun up. Yeah, it looks it's like, uh, yeah, I have a hernia. If I don't put my foot up like this, I <laughs> oh, can't yeah, get what my... Is he uh... doing? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's very odd. I, hopefully, uh, either us or one of our devout listeners will find it and put it up in a, a quicker stop as a very terrible poster. Maybe we can find some other. There's some awful comic book posters out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, this one happens to be the Punisher, who's a guy, but if you really want to go down the, the terrible ladder, you got to find the ones that, with the female superheroes. That is, oh, yeah. that is a stupid because, stand. Oh my god, there's some bad ones. Oh yeah, when they my, draw their boobs like four sizes bigger well, than Well, that one, or when they're like moving their bodies in ways that no one moves yeah. ever. Like, it, like you've ever seen someone, there's, they have like a four inch waist and you know, like their legs are like Chun-Li's and yeah, then they have <laughs> possibly a little impractical uh, outfits on. I do like when they outfit do the outfit I though. I like when they, generous. I do like when they yeah. redraw the male superheroes. The same way they do the female ones. Yeah. That's always good for a laugh. <laughs> Where they're all like turned to the side looking over their shoulders so you can see their butts. <laughs> for some reason, their superhero costumes are cut with their stomachs hanging out. Yeah. Skin That's tight, which when is belly always the best out, way yeah. to... If you've, if you've learned one thing over the last, you know, 500 years of military uniforms, they love skin tight stuff. <laughs> you see pretty much every, every uh, military in the world wears just skin tight black leather. Spandex, yeah. It's so practical. <laughs> There's nothing like skin-tight black smells leather. smells good, too. Yeah, no pockets. It's very breathable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you get one cut in it, it just comes off. <laughs> All right. I do not have anything else. Do you have any uh, last thoughts about this minute or the, the entire week, Rick, or uh, the movie in general? Uh, it. I really had a good time talking about it. Um, you know, I, I said to you off mic before we started that I had forgotten that, that as Kevin Smith's movies go, this is not my favorite. Um, but... Uh, I really enjoyed talking about it, and uh, if if you want, to, if you have room later on in the film, and you want me to come back, I would be happy to. I'm sorry, watch the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did luck out. You at least got a section of the movie that actually is in the movie. We had a couple guests on before this. There was like, sorry, you're watching a part of the movie you've never seen before. Wait, they had no idea what it was. They're like, what? When is this in the movie? <laughs> Yeah, people thought they just didn't remember. Like, I don't remember this at all. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you must not have been paying attention. No, I would say Bullrats is, it's also, a, it's a movie made for being able to just drop in on it. Yeah. Like, if you start watching this at the 40-minute mark, it's not like you're like, oh, no, what's happening? I got to say, I've seen this movie more times like that than anything else. Like, oh, we're flicking past it on TV. I'll leave it on. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many times I've seen the entire movie, but I've seen the last 30 minutes where they do Truth or Date oh, many yeah. times. Me too. Because by then, the, the show's really humming by then, because you're in the mall. Right. And I do think that this movie has, short of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, the best Jay and Silent Bob stuff in it. Yeah, because they actually get a lot to do. Yeah, and, and they haven't become iconic yet, so he's just having fun with it. Right. Yeah, because Chasing Amy, they get one scene. And as much as I love Dogma, which I you know I still think it's his best movie, um, they they... Their importance got to be maybe a little too much. They seem a little odd in Dogma, to be honest with you, because everything else is kind of serious, and they don't fit. Yeah. Not serious, but, you know, part of the yeah. story, and they don't really fit. Well, yeah, it's like, it's it might be the only movie where, if you totally cut them out of that movie, does the movie change? I mean, you don't really need them. They have, like, one line that ties them together. You easily could have just done another way. Yeah. Well, they they take out the, the, uh, the, the trio when they were trying to capture, uh, what's her name? Bethany. Cyan. Bethany, thank you. Yeah, but it really doesn't need to be Jane Silent Bob. Like that could be anybody. No, no, no. You could you could easily have had something else, but you can't just excise them from the film. Like, no. like you do a, like a, a Star Wars fan cut or something. Oh God, yeah, don't don't talk about that. 
But they, you know, I still enjoyed them in Dogma. They just probably the the most out of place in that movie. But in this one, they fit perfectly, and their antics are are probably the best parts of the film. I think. Oh yeah, because they're almost like a they're on their own side quest while everybody's trying to do like the, like the main plot of the film is going one way, and they're kind of like parallel to it. Yeah, yeah. And once in a while, they bump up against the main plot or like our main characters. Like Brody and TS are doing their own thing. And, like, they're going about their day, and Jay and Silent Bob just kind of happen to be there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like a bunch of mall rats. Hmm. Let's see what it is. We have a title. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I would love to say that that was ham-fisted, but basically that's the line that's in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I delivered it about as well as that other actor. I don't know. He's been in a couple movies. I don't know. Yeah. Ben something. Bend <laughs> over. Bend over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're leaving that terrible joke in there. <laughs> Come on, I had a couple of them this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's another week of Chris's groaners. <laughs> All right, uh, Admiral, you want to tell everybody where they can find you one last time? Sure. Go to simplysyndicated.com and you can find me all over the place there. Well, that was quick. All right, uh, Chris, <laughs> Chris, your turn. Let's see how brief you can make it. <laughs> you can find us on doinggenre.com, uh, James Hell Bob Minute. All right. And you can also find me on Slycast. The Sylvester Stallone podcast, where we allegedly cover each Stallone movie. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I mean, we were doing one a month. Now we're down about one a year, but, you know, we're getting there. <laughs> it's not like he's not putting out, like, two or three movies a year still. He's putting out more movies than you're putting out podcasts at this point. I know he is. <laughs> well, we hit a little bit of a lull called the 1990s. Yeah, yeah. I do feel bad for you guys. Listen, it was easy when we were going through, like, Rocky and Cobra and yeah. Tango and Cash. Man, this and, is yeah. fun. Specialist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's harder to get those guys together when you're like, hey, want to watch this Stallone, Sharon Stone movie? Hello, guys? Are you there? <laughs> All right. I think that's it for us. Oh, Chris, I was waiting for you to give us a big outline. Where were you? <laughs> I didn't have one. I thought you were doing Oh, my that. God. For God's sake. <laughs> Would you like a chocolate-covered pretzel? Yeah.